0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The Sense Maker. Hello, I'm Kerry, and this is The Sense Maker. One story every day to make sense of the world. I'm not a regular here on Sensemaker, I'm one of the editors at Tortoise, where we make this podcast. And I'm the host of a series called Pariah, which is about a star of right-wing politics in the 1980s, a man called Harvey Proctor. And in Pariah, I ask how vulnerable someone becomes once he's turned into a hate figure. You can find Pariah wherever you listen to your podcasts. But today, the story of the dissident journalist held captive in Belarus. Roman Protasevich is a dissident journalist from Belarus. He couldn't live there because it's run by a dictator, so it wasn't safe. So he was in exile, but he was still doing everything he could to report on corruption and abuse of power back home. On May the 23rd, he got on a plane, a Ryanair flight from Greece to Lithuania with his girlfriend. And like any of us who get on a plane, he knew where the journey started and ended but maybe he didn't pay too much attention to the countries he was going to fly over on the way. If he had looked, he'd have seen that he was going to pass high over Belarus. And what happened then was that the Belarusian Air Force scrambled a fighter jet to force Roman Protasevich's plane to land in Belarus because they claimed there was a bomb on board. It was all made up, of course, and after about seven hours on the tarmac, the plane took off and continued its journey. All the passengers were headed on to Lithuania all but one, Roman Pratasevich. Belarusian authorities diverted the plane. They cited a bomb threat and escorted it with a military plane to the airport in Minsk. The authorities didn't find any explosives, but they did arrest a passenger, Raman Pratasevich, a Belarusian activist and blogger living in exile. He was sent to jail accused of inciting unrest, and the world was up in arms. Belarus state media says President Lukashenko personally ordered a military jet to escort the passenger plane away from its scheduled route and divert it to Minsk. It's an act which European leaders have branded state-sponsored piracy. So how did one journalist's arrest cause an international diplomatic crisis? Roman Protasevich has always been a bit of a rebel. He was expelled from both school and university for taking part in protests. So when later he became the editor of a channel on Telegram, that's an encrypted messaging app, which was really critical of the government, it wasn't all that surprising. The channel had managed to get around heavy state censorship and it had been organizing huge protests by connecting its almost 2 million subscribers. While Roman Protasevich was being an activist, he was also becoming a target because for the last year, Belarus has been in turmoil. The streets of Minsk, Belarus's capital, filled with protesters. Chants of change and long live Belarus resounding through the city. The long-time leader of Belarus is Alexander Lukashenko, who's known as Europe's last dictator, because I guess that's what he is really. And he claimed victory in last year's national elections. The poll said he won 80% of the vote, but most people thought he was rigged. A united European front against the strongman in Belarus. EU leaders reject the re-election of Alexander Lukashenko, siding firmly with his opponents despite the risk of angering Russia. Things weren't going well for Alexander Lukashenko. He mishandled the pandemic, the economy was struggling and people were getting increasingly upset with his authoritarian tactics. For a lot of people, a rigged election was the final straw. Hundreds of thousands of them flooded the streets of Belarus for months and Alexander Lukashenko cracked down on them hard. Alexander Lukashenko appeared brandishing an assault rifle and in full riot gear after Sunday's demonstration, dismissing protesters as rats. He has long tried to blame domestic unrest on foreign powers There were mass arrests and extreme police violence. One video showed a police van running over a protester at full speed. So when Roman Protasevich started organising against Lukashenko, he was in danger. In the months after his arrest, when he was taken off the plane, he and his girlfriend were held in a detention centre, then eventually moved to separate flats under house arrest. The only communication Roman Protasevich had with the outside world was through videos that were often aired by state TV in Belarus. In the most shocking one, he retracted all of his criticisms of President Lukashenko and tearfully confessed to causing unrest by organising anti-government protests. Not surprisingly, his family and opposition leaders in the country have accused the government of forcing Roman to say these things. Roman Protasevich's arrest put the global spotlight back on Belarus. The EU put sanctions in place against the country, and the United States sharply condemned Alexander Lukashenko. But actually, the pressure hasn't improved things. In fact, in the last few months, it's looked as if Belarus has been deliberately sticking two fingers up to the world. President Lukashenko has orchestrated a migrant crisis by inviting thousands of desperate refugees from places like Syria and Afghanistan, ...to fly to Belarus in the hope that they might be able to cross the border into Poland, into the European Union. He meant it to spark a confrontation and destabilise the EU. And it's working. Roman Protasevich is just one example of how Belarus's situation is getting worse. But Alexander Lukashenko's situation isn't. He's got one great friend in the world, the Russian President Vladimir Putin. And as long as those two stay close, Alexander Lukashenko will be safe and Roman Protisayevich won't. Thanks for listening to this special episode of The Sensemaker. As I mentioned at the start, I'm the host of Pariah, a four-part series from Tortoise on that dark star of right-wing politics in the 1980s, Harvey Proctor. If you'd like to listen, just click on the link in this episode's description. Today's story was written by Nimo Omer, hosted by me, Kerry Thomas, and produced by Studio Clong.